Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome in to the Sunday Morning Huddle. Matthew Collar in for Dave Schwartz, along with Pete Nigerian, who I'm told wants to talk football today. I, I just I can't believe it. <laughs> football. <laughs> So, you know, I've, I've prepared. I've prepared to talk football. Uh, but, Pete, uh, have you been watching the NCAA tournament, my friend? Absolutely. Uh, how could we not? You know, they call it madness for a reason, and I think this year more than any is a great example of March Madness just because of the fact. How about when you get down to the, the levels where we were and all the number one seeds were already out? Uh, absolutely amazing. And it just shows you – there, there are some Cinderella's out there that still can be there, and one of them's right there right now with Florida Atlantic. And it, it makes it exciting to see, I think, sometimes just a school that you, you know, most people have probably never heard of. They don't even know what city they're in. And they say, you know what, look, look at these guys. Duke's gone. All the names that everybody's used to are gone, and yet it's just uh, it's exciting, and I think the madness uh, continues to live on. Yeah, I think that America is probably just as happy that Duke is gone, that um, some of these other underdogs and Cinderella's have worked out. I was going to ask you about this, Pete, though, because so when I was growing up, the and it was this way when you were younger as well, that you know, the players mm-hmm. stayed for four years and you could develop a whole team and you'd mm-hmm. have Tim Duncan or Allen Iverson playing multiple <laughs> seasons of college basketball, which seems totally ridiculous, but... There were fewer of these. Like, this didn't happen as much. Now that the great players go to the NBA and that there's all the transfer portal and everything else, I feel like that opens the door to much more craziness. Which, which, do you li- which way do you like better? Did you like college basketball when it was a lot more chalk, but the teams developed together? Or when it's crazier and there's lots of portal action and, and, the, and the best players leave? Which way did you like it? You know, it's a really great question. I don't know that I have the perfect answer. I mean, there is something to be said for, you know, the the tried and to the, true, the teams that have, schools that have been there time and time again. And there's, there is something exciting about that as well. The fact that they can build programs that everybody knows, they know the players, the players, like you say, are there three and four years. And it's, and it's something that is built. Now you have this kind of rent a deal. And yeah. with with the you know, with all with all of that, whether it's the portal for football or basketball or or hockey or any of the sports out there, the opportunities are there for, for kids that feel like, you know what, and, and I do actually like this part of it. If I'm a kid who's playing football at the University of Minnesota and I'm a third string linebacker and things are not looking like I'm gonna get on the field, why do I wanna stay? You know, I mean I I think there is something to be said for 
you know what, do you want to have a career and at least have some games where you get a chance to be on the field right. and play? And, and, and I looked at some of the guys and I, and I loved a lot of my friends that were, you know, let's say they were my backup or something. And I'm, I'd, I'd look at them and I'd say, man, how do you do it? Like, how do you go to practice every day and work your tail off knowing you're not going to be on the field? And it goes from your freshman year to your sophomore year to your junior year. You might get on special teams your senior year. I mean, I think it's something that has opened up and given kids an opportunity to show what they can do. And whether that means they're going to competitor or maybe they scale down a little bit, whatever the case, um, it, it helps to build some of these other programs as well. I mean, think about this Florida Atlantic. I mean, nobody ever heard of these guys not too many years yeah. ago, but they they started piecing it together, you know, Boca Raton, Florida. Are you kidding me? These guys, <laughs> but but yet, you know, you've got football programs and basketball programs that are popping up more and more. You see, you see a school like, for instance, the St. Thomas that's jumped up to a Division One level and and done extremely well in a lot of different sports. So. I think there is an excitement that's there. And in terms of the tournament itself, I love the fact that we're looking at it right now and we're saying, all right, so what do we got left? We've got San Diego State. We've got Creighton. We, I mean, we've got, we've got all these schools that are playing one another, and, and you've got Florida Atlantic. UConn's, I guess, been there enough that they actually count as, as an old-school type. But it sure does make it interesting, I think, to see some of the, some of the schools that we've not seen very much of. Yeah, and I was thinking watching UConn last night that we're all going to freak out over these uh, unique colleges making it, and then UConn, you know, a classic sort of uh, school, is going to end up crushing everybody because they looked really strong last night. But I agree with your Mm -hmm. points that players getting opportunities where they might not otherwise. Also, I I think that some players and coaches just just do not gel very well together. Right. Uh, And Mm -hmm. if you go to a place where you and the coach are butting heads all the time, and you feel like there's another place where it might fit. I can understand the coach's frustration, though, Pete, where they're like, what, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to coddle every kid or they're just going to leave? Right. But I don't know that that's really the case. I mean, I think that you know, if coaches recruit the right kind of players for them and they can get them to buy mm-hmm. into what they're selling, I think it actually pressures coaches to be better and sometimes yeah. to be less of a bully. Like, this has been a long-time problem in uh, college basketball where coaches can be on that side of things. So now it's like you got to kind of check yourself a little bit or you're just mm-hmm. going to lose players. And I also think that, like you said, it gives an opportunity for schools to go out there and for coaches to work really hard at it at recruiting mm-hmm. and in recruiting players that are on other teams, which I'm sure is, I'm sure it's shady as hell, but not the first time that college <laughs> sports has been shady. Um, but, yeah. but I, I think it opens the door to things like this and it becomes a more entertaining tournament where you have no idea what's going to happen next. You have no idea which teams are going to be there at the very end. And that to me mm-hmm. is more fun, even though I think technically the basketball used to be better. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I would also say it's it's interesting because you see these these athletes and they are so incredibly talented and they go to these schools and 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 I understand that you know it's frustrating for a coach because do you have to coddle? Them? I you know I yeah. I still look at Nick Saban. I don't see him ever coddling anybody. <laughs> right. I mean you know he has figured out whatever the method is that he has gone because let's be honest, he and and you go over to Georgia and some of these other football programs where they're, they're just massive and they're always good. Why are they always good? Somehow they're able to not just recruit these great players that they get, but they can keep many of them. Now, there are a bunch behind that will transfer. Matter of fact, there was a linebacker this past year 
who had a great career actually going to Arkansas from being a backup sitting there at, at Alabama saying, I don't know, man, I can't get on the field. Mm-hmm. Well, now all of a sudden he's considered one of the, maybe a first round draft pick linebacker. And he's got an opportunity to show what he could do at Arkansas. And, and that's, that's what I love is the opportunities for the kids. Now, the reason that these guys make $10 million a year, $12 million a year as coaches, they have to be able to adjust. And there are coaches that I think have done an amazing job adjusting. And all you've got to do is just take a look at some of the programs that just continue to be good, despite the fact that these, these kids can go to the portal, they can jump and they can do all these things. Some of these guys, it's not even affecting Georgia or Alabama or Clemson for that matter, and maybe even in Oklahoma. But, you know, we've seen what USC did just in a short period of time. So there's there is something to be said for these these guys are paid a lot to make sure that they deliver, and in many cases they are delivering. I, I would be very interested in, in your thoughts on kind of what does make a, a good coach because I was you know paying a little attention to the Kansas State coach and just mm. I, I just thought he expressed himself so well, and then after they lost, going to the other locker room, congratulating the guys. That's a that's an unusual thing. A lot of times, I mean, a lot more times you see someone punch a hole through the whiteboard, which happened <laughs> earlier in the tournament, than you see mm-hmm. something like that. And I thought that you know every time we come out of this tournament. There are these shining stars of the tournament or people that you remember, uh, whether it's, you know, the Fairleigh Dickinson coach who's already getting attention for other schools. But I thought the Kansas State coach showed a lot of ways that coaches should be, um, that he expressed himself well. It seemed he connected extremely well with uh, his players. And I thought that's kind of a, a good lesson for the coaches of the world. Oh, it absolutely is. And it's great to see. And I'll tell you what, that is going to be a huge benefit for him going forward because everybody's seen it. It's going viral. And, and you go on to anything in social media, and you see the clip of him coming in and congratulating the opposing team. Who does that, right? I mean, that doesn't happen all that often. And it's great to see a guy who has the, you know, all of the things that he brings to the table, including, like you said, so articulate. And, and he was able to you know, convey what he really wanted to say to these guys and congratulate them. Because they, we all know this, somebody's going to lose. <laughs> somebody's yeah. going to lose these games. And, and sometimes you get outplayed. And, and I think in that game specifically, I think he was con- congratulating them for a lot of different things. But one of those was, hey, look, they outplayed them. I mean, they, they literally did. And I know the game, the score was pretty close. But when you look and, and you see that Florida Atlantic had 44 rebounds and you look over at Kansas State with 22, somebody worked a heck of a lot harder in that game to get those rebounds. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's that's not always what shows up for, on the sheets. Everybody looks at who scored how many points and all the rest of it. But how about the guys that are in the trenches and doing the really big work that are down there getting those rebounds? And I think that's kind of what Coach was looking at as well. It's like, hey, look, we were great all year, but they outplayed us. Yeah, and I just I thought it was one of those kind of high-class type of things. I, I don't think he did it for the social media or whatever, which sometimes no. you, know, you always do wonder the, about people trying to go viral or whatever, but I, he didn't strike me as that kind of guy. Uh, there, was a, no. there was a student on campus that had passed away that he uh, called their family before. I guess she was a really big fan of his and of, this, of the basketball program. Just little things like that, I feel like you're, you kind of are on a huge stage where mm-hmm. you can you know, teach the world a little something. Um, with your opportunity there. So today, 120 and 405 with Creighton and San Diego State. Kevin O'Connell, San Diego State, and uh, mm-hmm. Miami and Texas. So that's uh, some, some really good matchups here. Are, are you a bracket guy, Pete? Did you fill out a bracket? 
Um, I usually am this year. Had I, had I done it, I would have been out so fast. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was a big believer in in a team like Purdue, Uh, you know, and it it was no bias to the big 10 or anything like that. It just, I loved that center and I thought they had so much height, but they also had so much athleticism and they played really, really well for the majority of the season. There were times where they were ranked in the number one, uh, but you know what? I, I would have definitely got blown out. I absolutely didn't see some of these teams getting as far as they did. The only team that I actually thought was a, a Final Four team that's there, um, or, or they're very close, is Texas. And so we'll, we'll see. But Miami is so good. I, I didn't know how good they were till I had a chance to watch them during the tournament. Wow. I mean, they, they just seem to have everything. And what they did to Houston, who was virtually the number one team almost the entire year, absolutely amazing. So... I uh, I would have not done very well if I was in my brackets, but this year I didn't do it. I gave it up years ago because I would get too <laughs> mad when my bracket got busted. And I thought, I'm not enjoying this. I'm not enjoying the actual sports. I'm just getting upset because I didn't win whatever pool I was in. So I said, you know what? I I am incapable. I respect other people who are capable of having fun with the tournament and doing brackets. I am not one of those people. So... <laughs> you know, I, uh, but, uh, Pete, uh, you know, we got a lot to talk about today. Vikings off season football, Ooh. Lamar Jackson has a business partner who's calling NFL teams that I want to ask you what's going on there. So a lot going on. We'll take a quick break. And, uh, Charlie here producing has questions for us coming up, uh, shortly as well. Matthew Collar in for Dave Schwartz, the Sunday morning huddle. All right, back here on the huddle, Matthew Collar, Pete Nigerian and, um, Pete, before the other day, had you ever heard of the name Ken Francis? <laughs> I have not, no. Okay. Me neither, and neither did anybody else. But the NFL Players Association sent out a letter saying that no team should talk to someone named Ken Francis. And the reason is because apparently this person, Ken Francis, had been reaching out to teams to try to negotiate nine-figure contracts for Lamar Jackson, though he is not a certified agent. And apparently he works with Lamar Jackson on some sort of fitness contraption. And this is the – what is going on? Lamar, we, we agree that Lamar Jackson just needs a real agent, right? Mm-hmm. Well, most likely, yes. I mean, I, I think given the, the circumstances and how unconventional it is, now there are players over the years that, that have represented themselves, and they've done a really great job. This is a little bit different because we're talking about a different part of the NFL, and we're at the highest level of the NFL when you're talking about quarterbacks bouncing from one to the other. As smart as I think Aaron Rodgers is, I mean, you, a person could hate him or, or love him, whatever, but he is a very smart guy. He, he really is, I think. Um, you know, and I, and I got to know him really, really well back in the days when he was at Cal Berkeley. So he's a smart guy, but he, I think he, he even shows he's a little bit smarter because he does have an agent. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think when we look at Lamar, I love Lamar. I think he's done a great job up to this point. But this is a very complicated part of the, the transactional thing that he's mm-hmm. trying to accomplish. And because of that, I think you just have to say, you know what, I'm going to get enough money no matter what anyway. Am I worried that, you know, about paying the agent his percentage? And I don't think you should be. I think you really would do yourself a service by, in this particular case, not being your own agent and and doing the things that have been going on. As you mentioned, I mean, here's this business guy who's probably out there just floating around ideas, which is not great Right. Uh, as he's going around and 
And, and you know, of course, there's denial that, that even anything has happened at all. But it, it is interesting. I like Lamar. I really do. I think he should get paid. But um, let's be honest. Here's a guy also doesn't have a huge stature. Uh, could he get hurt again? Absolutely. Because of the style in which he plays, he is a guy who's putting himself in harm's way far more often than a Kirk Cousins or some of the other quarterbacks in the league that are less mobile. And you know, so this is a really delicate process, and it's not being handled well, to your point, in my opinion at least, with Lamar. I, I do think he needs to pass this on to somebody, and I, he, he's, he's got to do that. Yeah, and I think that having someone who's sort of objective about your value as opposed to you – um, you know, I, I asked for a hundred thousand for this fill in appearance. I didn't get it from uh, Brad Lane. I don't know why not. Um, but uh, no, I mean, I, I, right, right. Come on, Brad, let's go. But, uh, you know, when it, when it comes to, you know, somebody like a, an ultimate competitor, like Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson, it seems like now he's sort of out to prove everybody wrong, that he can be his own agent, that he can negotiate this big deal and everything else. And I don't... I don't think that I have a, an amazing business sense. You probably mm-hmm. do more than me, Pete, but I, I don't know. I think that I sort of understand what I do well and what Lamar does really, really well is play football. But I don't know that negotiating a contract of that complexity of that size. And the other thing is, too, that I, somebody made a great point. Maybe it was Charles Robinson who writes for Yahoo about the, mm-hmm. the big agents in the league they go over the heads of general managers to owners. And it really, if someone's going to go all in on Lamar Jackson, it has to be at the ownership level where they say, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're willing to pay you 150 million guaranteed or whatever he's looking for. Uh, But that means sitting down on the yacht with whatever owner Mm -hmm. that is, not just, you know, having your business partner make phone calls to front (laughs) offices. Like Lamar, what are you doing, man? Like he's one of the most exciting and successful players in the league. He's won. 45 games and lost 16 in the regular season. He's got a great mm-hmm. case for himself to be a franchise quarterback and to get huge money, but he's dragging this thing out. And I think Pete only hurting himself. Yeah. You know, I, I actually liked what he did last year where he rolled the dice, so to speak, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and was, was out there. I mean, it was, it was a gutsy move. Uh, I don't know if it's always the smartest move, but sometimes watching somebody do the gutsy move is, is pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it was, and, you know, he's a guy who wants to get paid, uh, obviously, and, and he's, he, he's well-deserving of it. I think the biggest problem, really, outside of the fact that he doesn't have an agent, so, so, so to speak, is the fact that, you know, what happened with Deshaun Watson and yeah. the, the fully guaranteed and all of that. And, you know, all you've got to do is listen to what's going on in Baltimore and, and obviously, Ozzie Newsom there trying to do the negotiation. I'm on Ozzy's side. I mean, I and I want to protect football players as much as possible. I think, obviously, there should be guarantees. But you could literally change a franchise uh, almost overnight, and Cleveland potentially could be in that category, where when you've got something like that they did with Deshaun, if you do that now with Lamar, those, those those can bite you for years. Yeah, that, yeah. It's not something where you just, you know, it's, oh, it's one year and it's not that big a deal. Oh, no, that's that's really not the way it works. Mm-hmm. And and because of the caps and everything else that's involved in this, it is a much different deal to, to do what they're trying to do. And if you want it all guaranteed, I don't I know Ozzy. Well, he is not going to do that. And, and I think he said so almost as clear as could be that they are not looking to do one of those. And that's what it seems like more and more of these quarterbacks want. 
I just think that uh, that Cleveland stepped out of bounds when they did that. Well, and there was no better example of how restrictive it can be than Kirk Cousins because he did his fully guaranteed, and there isn't much you can do or buttons you could push to create cap space with that contract if it's fully guaranteed. It's kind of like it is what it is. Your cap hit's yeah. going to be enormous, and it's one of the troubles with Cousins' deal is that his cap hits are always enormous. Um, Patrick Mahomes uh, does have some years that are really big, but when he signed... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. In the 10-year deal, he gave them opportunities to renegotiate it, opportunities to restructure it, to create cap mm-hmm. space when they need it. And I think that's probably what Baltimore really wants is just flexibility within it yeah. while still giving him guaranteed money. I doubt Baltimore said, no, Lamar, we don't want you. We're not going to pay you any money. Um, but also, if you pay a quarterback, even one as great as him, like through the roof with no flexibility, it is hard to keep together a good roster. And all the winning that he's done has been with a lot of good rosters in Baltimore. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the final thing I'd say about it is just look at Tom Brady. Look at the quarterbacks who are willing to be more flexible. And you just brought up Patrick Mahomes, another guy. Then you go back over and look at Aaron Rodgers. Well, Aaron, why do you not have anybody around you to protect you, to do this, to do that? Because you get all the money. <laughs> you know, and, and that's a problem. And that's part of the problem with Kirk with us. And, and who knows what, what, what the next move is going to be in Green Bay. But I just find it amazing that, that a lot of – you can see through that who really wants to win, get paid a lot, but, but willing to give up something so that they can be on a team that actually can be competitive at the end. And, and I've always loved that about Tom Brady. People can be as critical as they want, but the fact that he would constantly renegotiate those contracts absolutely said to me, this guy wants to win. He's about winning. He wants the Super Bowl. And with that, that's where money even flows even better. Okay, Charlie wants us to go to break, but I have to ask while we're talking about Lamar Jackson, Pete, uh, yeah. do, do you want you want the Wilfs to maybe text Ken Francis about Lamar? You know, just uh, check in. 
Uh, it would be great, but you know what? I, I think whoever gets in will be trapped into a really, really expensive contract that's not going to give you ability to sign other players, and it might end up being like what's going on with Green Bay. You're not getting back to the Super Bowl. It is hard to make it work. Yeah, it's hard to make yeah. all the kind of particulars work, though I think him and Justin Jefferson would be – you know, Randall Cunningham and uh, Randy Moss or, or Dante Culpepper. And, it would be very fun if they could make that, that work. So let's take a break. Uh, Charlie's got a game for us when we come back. Matthew Collar and Pete Najarian here on The Huddle. All right, fast break, Charlie. Matthew Collar, Pete Najarian, Charlie. It's better be fast. Go, go, go. What are you doing? Pete, we're going we're gonna to start off with you today. Easy question for you here. Uh, you did get into it fast. I know. I, well, I'm being rushed now. I'm, I'm a little bit nervous. Go! Oh, jeez. I'm lo- <laughs> FAU, UConn, Texas, Miami, San Diego State, Creighton. That's the teams left in the NCAA tournament, as we know, the men's NCAA tournament, I should say. Mm. Simple question. We're this far into the tournament, Pete. Who you got at this point? Did we lose Pete? Is, yep. Oh, there you go. It, 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 Sorry, it Pete, really go ahead. Difficult. He didn't have you potted oh, up. Go ahead. That's okay. Um, I'm going to take Texas. I'll be real quick. I'll take Texas just because they've been there all year, and I think they'll, we'll finally have somebody who's sustainable. All that, right. That's my fault. I was making fun of you and screaming in your face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I, UConn's going to win the whole thing, right? I mean, they're dominant really? so far, right? Yeah, right? I don't know. I I have no idea. I only watch this. I don't watch – I watch the Gophers throughout the season and then mm-hmm. this – so trying to evaluate which team is based on what I just saw last. I have I have to there's no like reasoned analysis. I don't have analytics for you, Pete. I just like uh Yukon look really good to me. They got that big dude. What are they gonna do with him? <laughs> I gotta tell you, I do like old gophers uh coach his son uh, over there, Brian Dutcher gotcha, at yep. San Diego State too. They're fun to watch and the fact that they were able to stop Alabama from shooting. I mean, literally, they were three of twenty-seven shooting. San Diego State's going to be a lot of fun to keep an eye on. I think as well. Yeah, you got a former Gopher assistant coach Kamani Young as well with UConn these nice. days. Uh, yeah. Over to you, Collar. Back uh, something you watch maybe a little bit more than men's college basketball. How about the women's side? The other side oh, of yeah. the coin: Miami, Louisville, mm-hmm. Ohio State, LSU, Maryland, Virginia Tech, Iowa, and South Carolina. That's your women's elite eight. We got more games tonight. Is anyone even going to touch that South Carolina squad of Don Staley? I don't think so. I don't think so. They allowed 15 points in a half yesterday. I mean, they they have the number one draft pick in the WNBA, and then another player who's six foot seven that they put on the floor at the same time, and no one scores against them. They've probably got two or three other potential WNBA draft picks. Don Staley's team is a house, but there is a lot of. You know, a lot of good teams still remaining, including Caitlin Clark, who is the most exciting player in women's basketball. And there's kind of a collision course there. They're on other sides of the bracket. So it could be the most exciting player in women's basketball versus the potential number one pick. Also, um, you know, Maryland is not anything to mess with. Uh, Maryland has the number two potential overall pick. I think, at least the way it's projected, that the Lynx might get. Her name is Diamond Miller. So don't forget about that side of the... uh, of the college basketball tournament because it's going to be very good. Uh, re- refresh my memory. Lynx have the number two pick. Number two pick. Number yep. Two and pick. number one is expected to be Aaliyah Boston from South Carolina, and number two likely Diamond Miller from Maryland. All right. I think. I think when you look at South Carolina, here's what's interesting. Has anybody even been close? And, <laughs> Not and really. Have they even been close all year? I mean, you go through this tournament. 
they blow out in the first round. They do it again in the second round. They do it again against UCLA. I mean, 16 points is actually a tight game for them. But then you get now, I think if they have a challenger out there that actually maybe could go toe-to-toe, it might be Maryland. But even that, yeah. at, at that, I'm not sure that they really have everything. Although, the way they looked and the way they played against Notre Dame, there is something to be said. And, and I just marvel at, at, at South Carolina and just how good they've become and have stayed there for quite a while now. It's amazing what Don Staley's done there. And the South Carolina team reminds me of the 85 Bears or like the 2000 Ravens. <laughs> like no one can score against them. It's unbelievable how good they are at defense. But your point about Maryland, and I know you're a Big Ten homer, but that's okay because I think it's true. <laughs> They are. They play fast. They have some mm-hmm. great athletes. They play fast. They have good shooters. And it's going to take somebody getting hot from the three-point line because uh, UCLA didn't really have those deep shooters. Um, but right. Maryland does. So, and, and that's if Iowa's the best three-point shooting team. So if those two end up in the championship, that's the best defense versus the best offense. It could be really good. Sounds like a recipe for uh, an exciting game. You should watch it. I will. Oh, I will. What do you mean? If it gets, if it gets to that point, I'm for sure. I'm going to watch it regardless, but that would be the matchup you'd want to see. Pete, back to you here. Opening day in the MLB is this Thursday. Incredible. Unbelievable. It's already here. You're listening on WCCO Radio. It's going to be nice, right? It's Well, it's going to be in Kansas City. Well, okay. When they get here. So it's nice When there. they get back here. Hopefully. it's. Uh, the, I mean, I don't think we really have the forecast quite yet. Where's it. Paul Douglas? Yeah, I don't, I don't We'll have to call him on. <laughs> twins made a lot of big moves this offseason, at least for Twins comparisons. Uh, re-signing Carlos Correa, big trade for Pablo Lopez, who, by the way, is going to be your opening day starter against Zach Greinke uh, and the Kansas City Royals on Thursday. Pete, my question for you is, what should the expectations be for this team after these big moves? Should they be? Should the expectations be playoff? Should it be a playoff win? Should it be a series win? What would be a disappointment? What would be a success? I think it would be a disappointment not to at least get to the playoff part of it all. But uh, past that, I just don't know that there's enough with the Twins. I mean, they've done a great job. They've tried to do what they can to get the right players in the right position. But, you know, I always look out and I, and I, and I literally look at some of these other teams where they're just going to be there. <laughs> you know, I mean, more so than almost any other sport, there are certain teams. You look at the Yankees. You look at some of these teams. You look at all the money that's getting thrown at the Mets all the time from a, a guy that I know very well back in Connecticut who's got all the money in the world, and he doesn't care about spending it, and he's willing to do it. I think you know, it's very, very difficult to go up against some of those big hitters, and I think, that the, I think we'd be disappointed if we don't get to the playoffs, but I'm not sure how much further we go. I just want the number one to be accomplished. One playoff win. Yeah. Just look at the baby steps here, Twins. One playoff win. That's all you want. I don't even need a series. Just a single game. Just have somebody hit a ground rule double or something that bounces your way and win a playoff game because it's just been a while. I mean, at this point, it's just a statistical anomaly. It, it, it just it doesn't even make sense. Isn't, it's not. Isn't that the best part of Minnesota sports, Pete? I, I love this part is that we're always at the center of factoids. It's like CBS Sports tweeted out the other day, oh, the Vikings have the best win-loss record of any team without a Super Bowl. And like, of course we do. 
<laughs> All right. Caller, back to you for the last question here. We're going to stick to the NFL. Let's let's get it back to football. Oh, really? okay. It's been All too right. long. 17 <laughs> rules are up for uh, changes this year on the NFL Rules Committee. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a few of the highlights. I'm not going to give you all of them, but 4th and 20 instead of an onside kick. That's okay. been floated around before. It's back on the uh, possibility table this year. Uh, making roughing the passer reviewable along yes. with a couple Please of other – uh, reviewable and uh, challenge changes. Punts and touchbacks. Uh, touchbacks on punts, that is, starting at the 25 instead of the 20. Uh, what do you want to happen here? You already, you already kind of answered. You're rough in the pass review, re- reviewable. Yeah. Any of the other yeah, yeah. rules and then any that aren't on the committee this year that you would like to see? Yeah, roughing the passer is just too big of an impact play to not take a look at. And it's not like it's called all the time. It might be once a game or something, but I want I want them to be sure before giving 15 yards. Uh, I think that's one that a coach should be able to challenge. I like, and I'm sure that Pete has watched a little XFL, I like the XFL kickoff. I wish they would take a look at it because I, I get so exhausted of kickoffs going out of the back of the end zone all the time and just ruining the start of a football game. Like, give, give me back, you know, the great kick returners of the game. Get 60 kick returns per year. That would be really fun, um, and it would add a lot to the game. I just want – I don't know how you feel about this, Pete. I just want a regular onside kick. I just want them to come back. And I know mm-hmm. it's dangerous, so maybe there's something else that they could do there. I don't need 4th and 20. I don't need crazy gimmicks. I just want onside kicks that could potentially be recoverable, but they've made the rules so they're almost impossible to recover. I totally agree with you. I'm not into the gimmicks. I think that uh, if we want to do anything with the kickoff itself, I think it would be a lot easier just to move the kickoff a little bit further back. These yeah. guys have unbelievable legs, right? Just push that thing back. I. I sit and watch the XFL and these other leagues, the USFL, and they've got these rules that, to me, are all about gimmicks, and they're ridiculous. What I still say, and, and you've probably not heard me talk about this, Matthew, but i got to tell you something. Explain this one to me, because you're around it all the time. You know it. You're Purple Insider. Why is it that they haven't figured out that, hey, we've got these guys all under contract. There's players. Why do we sit some of those players that are part of the team that are on the practice squad? Why not have them on there and always, always mandate that you've got to have three quarterbacks suited up on the field? I mean, those are so much more important to me, and Roger Goodell has continued to stumble around on this whole thing. Gets $44 million a year to do it, by the way. (laughs) But, but, you know, uh, would you agree with me that why not have, uh, if you're paying those guys anyway, the practice squad guys, let them suit up just in case. You never know. But specifically with the quarterback, because we all saw what happened last year, and it's happened more than once before where you don't have a quarterback. You have nobody to throw in there. San Francisco had nobody else to throw in there. And it was about to be a McCaffrey show throwing the football. So why not fix that and make sure you've got at least three suited up? Yeah, I have no answer to you of why they have to have limited number of players available for each game. Uh, I Even like the inactives. I have no mm-hmm. idea. I honestly yeah. don't. I don't know when that started or what the purpose is to tell six guys. Now, not you, uh, even the guys who are under contract, you know, not on the practice squad. I don't understand that. The quarterback thing is even more senseless, especially because it used to allow for teams to have a legitimate number three quarterback that they could really develop over a number of years. And we actually mm-hmm. saw some of those guys become good NFL quarterbacks that got an opportunity to be on rosters as the number three. But now teams are like, why do we really need a number three? 
What difference does it make, right? Because we're never going to be able to suit up that guy. And yes, it is very possible two quarterbacks could get hurt in a game and we end up mm-hmm. with a wide receiver playing. No one wants that. It's like the, no. the hockey goalie. It's like how they keep some you know, college kid or something in the stands who can play goalie. No one wants a forward or a defenseman to suit up in goalie pads and have it be a joke. So I, I totally agree. I have no idea why they got rid of that, but that needs to, it needs to come back instantly. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I got, Charlie. The, the rest got. of the rules, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Eh. Big rules, guys. Do whatever you want, NFL. You do anyway. Okay, well, we'll take a break. We'll come back. There will be more football, including at the top of the hour. I have a game for Pete. It's called oh. NFL NFL Draft Overconfidence Game, and uh, that's huh? going to be a lot of fun. So Matthew Collar in for Dave Schwartz here in the huddle. I got a question for the former athlete, Pete Nigerian. Um, Pete, you ever use smelling salts? <laughs> First of all, I don't know if I even like the former athlete part, but um, are you still an uh, athlete? Were you, you taking up MMA? Is that okay to say well, former athlete? <laughs> I'm just kidding, but uh, no, I never, I never ever had an issue where uh, smelling salts were involved, or just doing them just because uh, you want to get excited or whatever. So no, I've never done it. Okay, because last night Ryan Reeves of the Minnesota Wild uh, went viral because. Someone gave him smelling salts, and he sort of sniffs it, and nothing happens. And then they give him, like, a brand new one. I don't know. Is, is it in a box or whatever now? And he sniffed it, and then he almost threw up on the bench. And, and his reaction was absolutely hilarious that he just, like, had this I'm going to vomit kind of thing. And then they asked him about it after the game, and he said it was, like, a little strong was, was basically. And I just what – is, what does it do? Like, do you know what it does? You know what? As far as I know, it probably just opens up the vessels uh, up in your brain area, actually. And, and I would bet that that's, uh, it, it can be probably quite an uncomfortable rush if you, uh, if you probably don't need it. <laughs> so that's probably what he was experiencing. And I, I can understand totally. I, you know, it's not, nothing I've ever even, uh, I've, I've watched guys get it done, you know, and they usually when they're laying on the field on their back, but, um, I've not seen somebody just sit there and, and grab it very often uh, just for whatever reason. Because did he really need it? Did he need it at the time that he did that? I don't know that anyone actually yeah, needs nobody it. Yeah, nobody actually I, needs I'm it. I'm trying to figure out because your explanation does not sound scientific. Opens up the vessels of your brain. I don't know, Pete. <laughs> I don't, well, you know, it opens it up those vessels and all of a sudden everything is flowing and all of a sudden you, you, get, you get pretty uh, you lit up. <laughs> I've done smelling salts. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, they, no, they just—they're very acrid smelling, and they just give you—they don't do anything. I mean, let's be honest; they don't actually do anything. <laughs> okay, but like no, no, they, no. I, here's, I've got it on Reddit. Reddit's always true, right? There's nothing false oh, yeah. on Reddit. Yeah, okay. So apparently, what it does is by irritating your nose and lungs, it stimulates the nervous system. So it like increases your heart rate and gives you a boost of adrenaline. By that's what it claims to do. I don't know that it actually does. I th- I think people just do it who are tough. Like Ryan Reeves, I'm gonna go fight somebody. Like let me just do the smelling salts. I don't think it does anything. Is that a good idea though? Really? No. Of course it isn't. You're purposefully 
How is it? How are they still around? Like we have so much sports science now, <laughs> we can study everything. It's like, yeah. How about this thing that just makes you feel extremely uncomfortable and doesn't actually help you play sports? It's, it's still around. I can't believe it. But it is. Uh, it's a great video um, if you want to go check it out. And Ryan Reeves scored last night. He's mostly a fighter. So, and your. Uh, how about your men's hockey team as well? While we're talking hockey for a second here, Pete. How about the, oh, how about yeah. those men go? There's so much sports going on. I feel like I'm getting hit in the face with a waterfall of sports. It's great. I'll tell you what, they've been great all year. We all know it. I mean, and they, uh, what I really like most, quite honestly, Matthew, is the fact of something that, uh, you know, I think Charlie's heard me talk about all year, but I like the fact that people are going to those games and yeah, filling those yeah. seats because for a while there, people weren't going to go for hockey. And it frustrated me because as a guy who was there back in the 80s, <laughs> a long time ago, um, I can tell you, you couldn't touch a ticket. You could not mm-hmm. touch a ticket. We were always unbelievable at everything we were doing. And unfortunately, we stopped doing that. And so it's great to see that they're back and, and they've got the support of the school. NFL draft overconfidence game when we return. This is the Sunday morning huddle. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.